if I'm not feeling imposter syndrome, then I'm not dreaming big enough. Your imposter syndrome is partnered with your discomfort. It's everything that's not within your comfort zone. And you know what the great thing about that? The great thing about that is you are on your edge. You are tapping into a new area, into a new arena. And because it's a new arena, it's going to feel foreign. But don't think of that feeling of foreign as something that's not good. Think of that feeling of unfamiliarity as like, wow, I'm leveling up. I'm stepping up to the plate. I'm being asked to do something that feels beyond reach. I may not feel qualified for this, but I'm going to show up anyways because I have all this evidence that when I step out in faith, rather than stepping out in fear, it's going to work out for me. Maybe not always in the way that I imagine it, but it's going to work out for me in the way that it needs to. You're listening to the Thrive and Thread podcast, a sacred soul space for healing, self-love, personal growth, and creativity. I'm your host, Lauren DeVera, a certified life and mindset coach, positive psychology practitioner, choreographer, and founder of The Lion's Den. I teach folks how to reframe their negative thoughts, move from self-doubt to self-trust, make time for what matters, and step boldly into their purpose. So are you with me? Let's do this. What's up, fam? Welcome to another episode of the Thrive and Thread podcast. It's your girl, Lauren. And as always, thank you so much for clicking play and for giving us your time and attention. We so appreciate it here. If you're new, welcome. And if you're not new, welcome back. This is episode 75, and I am incredibly excited for today's topic, which is about imposter syndrome, embracing imposter syndrome, flipping the narrative on what we think about imposter syndrome, and this is not your episode telling you how to overcome it. We're going to lean in, embrace it, and figure out different ways that we can let the imposter syndrome serve us and not pull us away from what we desire most in this lifetime. I'm sure you've heard of imposter syndrome. You know what it is, but I'm going to give you a definition from verywellmind.com. They say that imposter syndrome is a psychological experience of feeling like a fake or a phony despite any genuine success that you have achieved. It can show up in the context of work, relationships, friendships, or just overall. It's a very common and frustrating phenomenon because it holds us back from the self-confidence we've earned and deserve to feel. Amen. Your imposter syndrome may say things like this, like, who am I to do this? Or I don't belong here. Or I need to work hard and prove myself. Or maybe I don't know as much as I should. Or my favorite, everyone's going to find out I'm a fraud. Maybe your imposter syndrome is worded differently in your own mind, but more times than not, your imposter syndrome sounds exactly like your inner critic. I think they're cousins, to be honest. And your imposter syndrome, just like the inner critic in our previous episode, is trying to keep you safe. But what ends up happening is we are disqualifying ourselves immediately, right? We've talked about this in previous episodes, like don't disqualify yourself before you've even tried. And so oftentimes this imposter syndrome these thoughts are rooted in a pressure to be like someone else, to feel like we need to be living someone else's life or living someone else's success. And it's never about 
trusting ourselves. So how can you trust the idea that you're actually the one, you're the magic sauce, you're the dope one, you're the creative one? Has it ever occurred to you that other people may be feeling imposter syndrome because of your creativity, your bravery, your boldness? And so today's episode, we're really going to debunk that and we're going to lean into how do we make this work for us instead of against us. I love this quote that I heard from Lou Redman, who's a meditation teacher, and he said, we don't start with confidence, we start with courage. And I love that statement. We don't start with confidence, we start with courage. The courage to be bold enough to give it a try. And if you're listening and you're a creative, an emerging entrepreneur, or a human being, (laughs) Everything great that you've done probably didn't start with confidence. I love using this example of like parenting. I don't think I've ever met anyone that said, yeah, I feel completely ready to raise another human being and be solely responsible for them and their ability to eat and survive this world. Like what? (laughs) And as you know, I'm a bonus mom. Like I definitely was afraid that I didn't know what I was doing But looking back retrospectively, I can say, yeah, that was courage. The courage to say, hey, I don't know how this is going to go. I may not even know what I'm doing, but I'm going to give it a try. And that courage can translate to so many parts of your life, whether it's entering into a relationship again after going through a heartbreak or transitioning out of a company that you've been with for years and you're entering maybe into a totally new industry, your courage is showing up consistently. And so on the other side of your imposter syndrome is courage, right? Because referencing back to this quote is we don't start with confidence, we start with courage. I want to share with you the many times that imposter syndrome has shown up for me. It showed up when I even started this podcast. It's showed up when I became a certified life coach and making that change in my Instagram bio even and telling people that I now do this work. It showed up when I created my first evening length choreographic production, even though I've been dancing my entire life and the main part of my career is dance. I still felt imposter syndrome of like, oh my gosh, do I know how to storytell? Do I know how to create something that's longer than just a one minute long dance, which is what a lot of my experience was, was creating, you know, these short bursts of choreography for classes. It showed up in building the lion's den, putting on events that I had never done before. I felt that imposter syndrome when I hosted our first battle. I felt that imposter syndrome, oh my goodness, especially in yoga teacher training, like oh my goodness, the imposter syndrome was always present. Like, who am I to do this? So I want you to know that especially if you are living the creative life, which all of you are, we're constantly creating new things. The creative life asks us to be uncomfortable, always, because we're consistently birthing something that didn't exist yet. So it's one of those things where you're never actually going to know until you do it. And so if we know that this imposter syndrome is going to be present, then why am I trying to get rid of it? Why am I trying to overcome it or work against it? How can I let this imposter syndrome serve me in such a way that I can show up 
and my goodness, maybe even inspire me to dream bigger and do better, which isn't that what we all want, right? So I want to name this that if I waited to feel qualified enough, if I waited till I felt ready enough, I don't know if some of these things that I've created would exist, right? This the podcast, especially like you don't just wake up one day and feel like, wow, I'm ready to talk into a microphone and have the possibility of thousands, hundreds of people listening to me, right? Or I never would have felt ready enough to put on a dance show and feel like, yeah, I think I can fill up a whole theater. No, I did these things afraid. And I want you to reflect on your own life of how many times have you still done something even when you were afraid. That was you working with your imposter syndrome, right? We're going to partner with our imposter syndrome so that it works for us. I love this quote from Richard Branson, a really famous entrepreneur. He says, I've never been one to stand around and talk about doing things. I want to get on and do them. This restlessness has seen me land in the right place at the right time and brought me great success. If somebody offers you an amazing opportunity, but you are not sure you can do it, say yes, then learn how to do it later. End quote. Those were two, a couple of different quotes partnered together. If somebody offers you an amazing opportunity, but you are not sure you can do it, say yes, then learn how to do it later. That is my ultimate advice for creatives that I work with in my various programs is don't wait till you're ready. Launch it messy do it messy, then figure it out later. Because if you spend all this time preparing, creating, ideating, strategizing, you have all this time in the preparation and then only this little sliver of launching and putting it out into the world, you haven't given yourself the buffer to first see if the world is going to respond to it, right? If the people are going to latch on to the idea. And so how I've launched multiple things, whether it was the Root to Rise retreat whether it was Roots or Fruits group coaching program, whether it was my Time to Thrive Accelerator that is currently in its beta round right now, if I waited till I had everything prepared and aligned and then did it, one, that would have taken a long time. Two, I would have put in a lot of effort without having any guarantee that there was interest. So I want you to think about how you can just start where you are with what you have and then gain the skills along the way. You gain the data and the information and the learnings in the doing, not in the thinking and not in the planning. So if anything, I want this episode to inspire you to take messy action and to give yourself buffers to figure it out along the way. So even with the podcast, right, I didn't know if there's a need for this right? You may be thinking in your head, oh, there's so many podcasts in the world. There's so many books in the world. There's so many courses in the world. There's so many whatever it is that you want to create. Yes, there are so many of these things, but there's only one you. How can you view yourself as the magic sauce? Because there literally is no other person like you that has your personality, your gifts, your timing, your unique experiences and the way that you do things. So please stop waiting to feel ready and work with your imposter syndrome so that it motivates you towards action. Your imposter syndrome is going to have you feeling like you're out of your element, like a fish out of water, 
But I want to share with you this thing that I had said to my clients in the beginning of each iteration of Roots of Fruits. And I said, if I'm not feeling imposter syndrome, then I'm not dreaming big enough. If I'm not feeling imposter syndrome, then I'm not dreaming big enough. Your imposter syndrome is partnered with your discomfort. It's everything that's not within your comfort zone. And you know what the great thing about that? The great thing about that is you are on your edge. You are tapping into a new area, into a new arena. And because it's a new arena, it's going to feel foreign. But don't think of that feeling of foreign as something that's not good. Think of that feeling of unfamiliarity as like, wow, I'm leveling up. I'm stepping up to the plate. I'm being asked to do something that feels beyond reach. I may not feel qualified for this, but I'm going to show up anyways, because I have all this evidence that when I step out in faith, rather than stepping out in fear, it's going to work out for me. Maybe not always in the way that I imagine it, but it's going to work out for me in the way that it needs to. And maybe you're thinking, oh, Lauren, but what if so-and-so says this? Or what if they reject me? Or what if they don't include me? Or what if, what if, what if? My friend, what if it works out for you? Let's stop asking the question of what if it doesn't work and start asking, well, what if it does? How can I prepare myself for success? So I ask you, where in your life are you experiencing imposter syndrome. Maybe it's in multiple areas. How does this imposter syndrome show up in your body and the way that you respond? Is it nervousness? Is it anxiety? Is it a tightness in the chest? Is it a shortness of breath? It feels like stress. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. But remember, not all stress is bad stress. There is good stress. Just like this imposter syndrome. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. We can let it serve us. So where in your life are you experiencing imposter syndrome? Is it serving you? Motivating you? Or is it tearing you down? Is it causing you to shrink and contract and to hide and to play small? We don't want any of that here. The world doesn't need you to play small. The world needs you to step up and play big and to trust yourself. What if I told you that you are enough, that you don't need to do more research, you don't need more courses, you don't need more certifications, that you can literally start where you are right now with what you have and with the experiences that you've endured? I like this quote from Vin Jung. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. He's someone on Instagram. He's a speaker. And he said, imposter syndrome is a friend that keeps you sharp. I love that. Your imposter syndrome keeps you sharp, keeps you hungry to get better. It should induce curiosity. It should have you asking, okay, What is this that I'm feeling? What is it trying to tell me? So I'm going to leave you with a few tips on how to work with your imposter syndrome. 
First things first, recognize your accomplishments. Take the time to write them out. Look back. Look through your photo gallery. Look through your Instagram posts. Look through your resume. Look at your CV. Look at all the awesomeness you've already done. So every time you feel that imposter syndrome, you're not going to let that be something that pulls you away. You're going to let that be something that draws you in, pulls you closer. Number two, embrace your strengths. Do you know your strengths? Take some time to write them out. Ask your close friends. Ask someone from your workplace. Hey, what do you think my greatest strengths and assets are? Write those down. Number three, tap into your inner guidance, your intuition. Number four, focus on what is true. What are the facts? What have you done? What are your skill sets? Number five, stay in play mode. Oof, I love this. If you viewed a lot of what you do as play and experiences, that imposter syndrome is going to soften and your joy and your curiosity is going to heighten and increase. And when we approach things with more curiosity and play and joy, again, we enjoy the process more, right? Because it's not just about the outcome. We got to love that process just as much in order to make it sustainable. And then the last tip is to ask yourself, what do I need to know or do in order to feel safe? Your nervous system is getting hijacked when you experience the imposter syndrome. Your nervous system starts to rev up. You feel that nervousness. Maybe your palms sweat. Maybe your heart flutters, thumps a little faster. And ask yourself, okay, what do I need to feel grounded and safe? For me, it's journaling, prayer. Sometimes it's a good cry. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I just need to express and release any harbored emotions in order for me to feel grounded and anchored again. So I hope this was helpful and inspired you that every time you feel that imposter syndrome creeping in, when you're applying for that job, when you're applying for that grant, when you're asking that person out on a date, whatever it is, may you look at that as a way of viewing yourself as like, wow, I'm pretty cool. (laughs) I'm pretty amazing to be constantly trying to do the uncomfortable because I know that's where the gold is. The gold is in the discomfort, getting yourself out of the comfort zone so that you can truly experience life fully and wholeheartedly, which is what we all desire. If this episode inspired you or touched you, I invite you to leave us a rating and review. It helps other people find the show. Share it to your Instagram story, your threads, your wherever social platform you're on. And invite others in to tap in, to tune in. I so appreciate you. And if you want to work together, you want to connect, please click the links in the show notes. It invites you into our in-person offerings, our online offerings. We do a creative wellness and journaling workshop once a month titled Mindful Morning. And it's a different theme each month. So would love to see you there. If you're interested in working together, one-on-one coaching, or you want to know when the next iteration of the group coaching programs are happening, be sure to tap those links. I'm sending you so much love, keeping you, and keep shining. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Thrive and Thread with your host, Lauren DeVera. Yay for making time for self-care and some mindset love. 
head on over to lauren-devera.com to learn more about our thriving community, our movement and wellness offerings, and one-on-one coaching. Be sure to stay connected by following us on Thrive and Thread on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you love today's episode, please be sure to hit the subscribe button and share this with a friend or loved one. We'd love for more people to learn more about our show. But until next time, keep being you and keep shining.